Hey, this is Robert, and welcome to another episode of Robert's Random Ruminations. Let's go ahead and get started with some more exciting content this week. When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% three and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I enjoy pod- podcasting, and I've done it a quite a while, but this is literally the easiest way to do it. And I have enjoyed using Anchor both here and in other podcasting that I've done. So if you always want to get a start in podcasting and you're doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. And welcome to another episode of Robert's Random Ruminations. Last time we left you guys was talking about a little bit of... uh, the glorious episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I've actually done the arc of one of my favorite characters, finish it off, so spoilers ahead. I also want to talk a little bit about um, having things in common. Now, obviously, we'll, we'll start off with a simple catch-up here. Um, first and foremost, it's been a crazy week. Busy, busy, busy at work. It's kind of weird. I'm, I'm working partially remote, partly from home, and I'm really enjoying the partially remote part of, of working. Um, and I'm just not enjoying the at work part as much as I used to. And I know it's a common thing with uh, COVID and everything we've been through that people like to kind of be remote and really enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to hopefully finding something maybe in the future that will more give, give me more flexibility to do that. So, fingers crossed. Um, so, I'm kind of doing that. And the biggest thing um, is this week, this weekend specifically, uh, this past weekend, I spent a, a whole weekend just with my son, for the most part. He left a little early on Sunday, but homework comes first. He is 18. Still has a little bit left of high school. And, you know, these weekends are really important. And um, because he's the last few weekends that I'll be able to just be me and him uh, before he goes off to college. Now, in theory, he might be going to college locally, so I might be able to see him all the time still, but it's it's going to be different, right? It's it's just a different dynamic, I feel, but who knows? Um, so it's been a really, really good weekend. We shared a lot of experiences. I discovered more about Minecraft than I ever wanted to know. Now, I personally have avoided Minecraft because I knew I would get addicted to it. Um, you know, the building, the developing, the coding. I'm not a huge coder, but if it's simple code, I think I could figure it out. You know, I got a lot of logic in me to do that and make some really cool things. But, again, really not looking into purchasing that because I know it would just take over my entire life. So, there you go. Anyhow, so we did that. We, we did some magic. We watched some shows. And it was just really all very just good and enjoyable and I really felt like we connected a lot and had a really good time and I've been struggling a lot recently trying to decide if I haven't been being social enough with people outside of my family and I really don't have a lot of friends and trying to figure out if there's a if there's something I need to do to be more social and you know it's 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 very um sappy to say and and very much a a you know 
maybe hackney saying or whatever they call it um but you know it's better to have a, ver a few very 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 good friends and a lot of acquaintances who you uh don't really get along with all that well but can hang out socially and i, I feel like that that's kind of true um, especially after this weekend more so than ever. So a few good interactions are better than a lot of crappy little ones all the time. Uh, and it, it strikes closer to home more so because I kind of had a falling out with one of my, my, uh, one of my friends, and it's probably, probably not going to be recoverable. I don't know. Uh, it's been a while now. So it, it definitely brings to front like this time with my son as he becomes almost an adult and with other the few other friends that I have where it's, you know, I, I may not speak to them every day, but when I do speak to them, it's, it's a meaningful conversation and it's important. So, you know, a lot of good things come out of that. And I just, I was just kind of, ex it kind of just pondering the idea of who you really spend your time with and to reevaluate who's important and kind of categorize your relationships like that and you know express that to them if you haven't uh, expressed it to them in the past well i was just kind of thinking about this that this week as i go through that process um so anyway so doing that and then of course um as i mentioned i was i'm continuing to watch agents of shield so agents of shield uh review um mostly actually just chapter chapter if you will or uh season three for the most part now it's spoilers but i'm sure everybody here has seen them um the, the switch of ward from alive to dead or alive to zombie bad guy dude um and i really felt like and everybody's kind of I, i've heard a lot of mixed reviews on his death and his story arc but i really enjoyed his character arc i really enjoyed how you know, he got his comeuppance in the end, and how he was just a bad guy, but you still understood why he was a bad person and why he did things the way he did them. It wasn't like he was just doing it because he was a douche. Maybe a little bit, but he had real reasons and real traumas that he was trying to overcome, and this was the best way he had to deal with them, unfortunately, and they weren't good ways. So I really enjoyed that character arc. Um, I'm enjoying the human part of the storyline at the moment. I think it's... It's an interesting way to introduce these types of characters, so I feel that's really useful and, and really kind of cool. Um, so that was really kind of a good thing, and I really enjoyed that. Um, so, you know, a lot, of, a lot of good shows, a lot of good things I've been watching this week for that regard. On the other realm, I'm going to do a separate episode maybe later in the week about magic, but um, to follow through my ne my next Magic the Gathering episode. So if you aren't watching the Robert's, Robert's Random Ruminations um, video podcast on YouTube, I'm experimenting with kind of showing the decks I'm doing and how the process is, but I have some exciting stuff coming up for that, so don't forget to watch that if you haven't uh, started watching those. I'll have more of those coming soon. Um, but I was, I got, so it's, it's kind of a I wouldn't consider Magic the Gathering an addiction. It is a hobby. It isn't an outrageously expensive hobby, but it is a hobby, and it is something that I do sometimes spend more money on than I want to, or sh think I should, or, you know, the budget's tight. Oh, let me buy this. And I've been very good... I've been better recently. I wouldn't say very good, but I've been better recently about buying Magic stuff. You know, I'll spend $6 here, or, you know, once a month or two, and I'm trying to keep that low. But then, and then every once in a while, the wife buys me something. So it's kind of nice for her to do that, and I enjoy when she does that for me, but at the same point, it's like, eh, don't feed the addiction. Um, but I, I really do enjoy collecting. It is very relaxing, and it's very enjoyable to play, even though I don't really win that often, unfortunately. But I really enjoy building the decks. I enjoy playing the decks, seeing them work. Even if they don't win, and I enjoy watching them 
work and be hey I think this concept I came up with worked it may not be great but it, it works you know so that's kind of where I come from with it and I'm not in it to win it kind of deal I'm in it to play and have fun and enjoy it or at least I try and you know remind myself that every time I lose um so you know there's that um so I I really I really enjoy the hobby and um one of the things that comes about of, of it and going back full circle to what I, what I was talking about before is you know, it's something that me and my son have in common. We both play Magic, and we don't even... And it's fun, because it's like, this weekend we played one game of Magic, which, you know, we usually play three, four, five, three, four games, because um, sometimes games are fairly long. But this weekend, we really only played one game, but we talked about decks, we talked about cards, we talked about, oh, look at this one, oh, look what this can do, oh, look at the new cards I got, blah, 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 blah. And these are the concepts I'm working on, and he's like, well, I wanted to try and build this deck, even though I'm trying to go to college and trying to save money, but I really want to buy this deck. And So it's kind of that kind of thing, so we can still talk about it even if we aren't playing it, so it's very enjoyable. Unfortunately, it's the only thing that me and my wife don't have in common. Um, she does not enjoy playing the game. Um, she finds it... She just doesn't enjoy it. We'll leave it at that. Um, not that she's against it or hates it, and she appreciates that I enjoy it, which is very nice, because I appreciate a lot of things that she enjoys that I have no interest in, so that's cool. Um, but, you know, she's just not a player of it. But my brother-in-law my and my mother-in-law both play, so I play with them quite often. So that's kind of where I get my fix for playing, especially in these times of COVID, because um, I live with, with them, so it's not as big a deal. Um, so, you know, it's... It's, it's, again, having something that you are connected with a few other people with, and again, this is probably nothing new, um, is much more appealing than it is to um, not have anything in common with a lot of groups of people that just kind of hang out with just because you're being social. So I think I've reinforced that in my mind this week, very much so. So it's been kind of cool in that regard. So yay, learning new things. Or yay, being reminded of things, I suppose. So those are the those are the main topics for today. But I did have a side note. Um, so as you may or may not know, if you follow my blog at robertsrandomruminations.wordpress.com, uh, I'm working on some a lot of stories, a lot of short stories in my novel. But um, one of the things that I've been doing a lot of work on is uh, the Repetia, the world of Repetia. So the idea of this, and you can there's an old podcast episode if you haven't listened, you can go listen. Uh, introduction to Repetia, and I'm still working on it. I haven't done any verbal like audio blogs or audio tough stuff on it in a while but I do post stories on there uh, on the website uh, quite often about the Lulu world so just general lowdown it's basically it's basically a story uh, that takes place on a continent in the middle of some foreign land and all of the characters are mice um, they don't know that they're mice obviously they're they're in a world that the highest intellect intellectual beings are them um, and they're humanoid mice in the fact that they are mice, but they stand up and they talk in their own language and so forth. Um, so uh, the story is basically that there's a direct connection between their world and the world, the afterlife, basically, the spirit world, ghosts and all that. And people who die, you know, are still, there is an afterlife. They're just ghosts in, in a realm just beyond theirs. Um, so there's a lot of things that if you are... A bad, uh, you know, want some evil connection to the world, you can use those spirits for to, to do different things and use the energy from that world to power certain weapons and a whole whole cult and organizations and groups are in it. Now, it's kind of a medieval game-ish. Um, it kind of has a kind of a weird angle. It's, it's medieval-ish error, but it's very, at the same time, high-tech because there's these... Um, the Repetians have some guilds. It's a guild society. Um, and there's a guild of mechanics, so... 
Anyway, so this last game that I ran with uh, the, the players I have, the few players I have on this, um, most of which I'm close with, so it's, you know, I'm hanging out with them a lot. Um, and basically, the story that we had, that I had to go in, the story arc, was supposed to be that kind of a, a finale, maybe not a finale finale, but a midpoint finale, kind of a major point of the story, was going to be that they were on the edge of the world that they knew, and at the edge of this world, there's another race of beings called the Fernkins, and they're basically, and they look like giant walking cats, basically. And the idea is, is that these, these creatures um, are a little more in touch with the, the world around them. They're, they're native to this land, and they have a connection with something called the Source, which basically is this world's version of magical energy. Um, it's earth magic for the most part. And it can power things, and it can be converted into a weapon if people are, you know, bad, and they can create portals, and they can do lots of cool science-y shit with this stuff. So, pardon my French. So they're, they're, they're basically kind of the knowledge seekers of this of the source, and they're one with the source, and they're very, you know, non-aggressive and non-technologically advanced, but they are protected against evil spirits. Now, the idea is if you're a good person in life, you become a good person in death, obviously, and you're a good spirit, and you know, you're, you may not realize that you're dead completely, and so forth. If you're an evil spirit, you may know that you're dead, and because you realize that you're dead, either you were not a great person in life, that might be the, the core, core reason, or it could be that you've died, you realize you died, and you're pissed off, and you want to be alive again. Um, so depending on, you know, who you are and where you're from and how powerful you were in life and, you know, blah, 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 you could become very a very powerful entity in this afterlife, but you can't get back to the real world, not normally. So the the big finale of the, uh, the mini finale of this uh, particular part of the game was that the heroes who are a very distracted lot and very, very unique personalities um, and often go off on their own. So I'm basically, oh, these two people are going to go over here and do this. Oh, these other two characters are going to do this. It's all over the place, which is fine. Um, so the idea is going to be is, is that they were collecting all these things throughout the games, these old runes, these information, this magic, this, all this stuff, and they were going to face up against an army of spirits problem, of course, with spirits is that they can do damage to humans, because all humans have spirits, but humans can't do damage to them, because humans don't have weapons that can hurt spirit creatures. Well, the Fernkins do, because they're kind of more in touch with the spirit world, and they know that there are sometimes dark spirits who find ways of sneaking into our world. So they have these spears that have the ability to hurt spirit creatures, if they come through and are looking to do harm. So yay, so they have a way of defending. So they the heroes, our intrepid heroes, have been collecting all these different artifacts and pieces, and one of the heroes is a mechanic. So what the team does is they collect a weapon, they put a weapon together that's basically a giant laser cannon that can shoot anti-spirit energy, for lack of a better word. So they build this huge cannon. The idea was supposed to be that there was going to be an army of spirits who comes out of the portal, and they have to fight on there. They have these troops, and they have a little army, and they have skirmishes, and everybody has weapons that can fight spirits, and they have to push the spirits back, and it's a struggle and well-worn battle, and you know people are healed, and people are dead, and all this stuff happens. So that's supposed to be the whole idea of it, right? And a, and a high risk level for the heroes, so that you know. The end of it, they, 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 maybe somebody dies, maybe they want to retire, maybe they get injured, or maybe, you know, kind of an almost, okay, do you guys want to continue these characters or move on with new characters? Your choice. Um, so that was kind of the idea of it. Um, 
But what happened is because they made this giant laser cannon, they all kind of went to the opening of the portal and literally just blasted away at the portal while they attempted to close down the portal. So they ended up closing the portal to the spirit realm, which was created by a, a, cleric, uh, a, um, a cleric of sorts who didn't realize the... He wanted to gain immortality, but didn't realize the opening of the portal would let all these creatures in. So he was kind of... Uh, he went kind of insane, so uh, poop on him. But... Um, so basically, they closed the portal. The war never happened. They fought off a couple of, of, of ghost creatures, but that was really it. And that was the end of it. So it's like, well, crap. Now I have no big finale because they ruined my finale with ingenuity and working together and creativity. So I can't blame them for that, you know. Um, so I was like, okay, now what? Right. So the story is taking a twist where... So, so they're in the town while they're doing all this. So they, they go back to town. They're hailed as heroes. Yay, yay, yay. Now, there's two other magical mystery spots in this city um, that they could explore. One's a cave that's underneath the city that has some magical properties and has some things in it. And there's also a, a, a tower that was once owned by kind of a, a source experimenter. So there are people that basically specifically spend their time playing around and figuring out how to use the source in creative ways. So basically magicians of sorts, wizards, those kind of things. But kind of scientist-y as well. So they have these two places they can go explore. As per the norm, which I really expected for a change, and I tried to get them all to go to one or the other. But of course, no. So they literally both both groups of, they have four players, so each group split into two players, and each went to one of the sites. Through a series of misadventures, I finally got them back together in one, and then they basically they basically set the tree on fire and um, almost burned the whole thing down, and then just barely managed to escape. And that was the whole game. So the whole game was them going to two different areas, kind of exploring a little bit, and then basically trying to escape from one that they almost set on fire. So, yeah. So players can make an adventure interesting. Long story short, too late, I know. Um, the goal is that I'm thinking about is that I want to go back and I want to write the stories of these misadventures down. Fortunately, time is an issue. My, my ability to focus on stuff is an issue, so I'm working on it. And I am working on a Tales of Herpesia, which is basically the idea uh, that the, the stories that the team, the, 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 the game the team, team is doing in story version with their characters. So we'll see if I actually get to do it. Um, I'm working on it slowly, but it's a process. So again, speaking of things to have in common with other people, small group of people have a lot of common, and it's cool. Yay, go things in common. Uh, and all of that took, like, I think I started, like, oh, a little after 1.30 in the afternoon, and that took us till almost 5 o'clock to finish that little pit of story. So it was a lot of fun. I think everybody enjoyed themselves, but oh, my God. Uh, so more to come on that. Uh, definitely pay, atten pay attention. Oh, and my Booksy site is back up. Yay. So if you haven't a chance to go and visit Booksy.com, um, Robert Dragon uh, P uh, on the Booksy site, you can find my writings. You'll find links to that in the, my blogs um, and in the bottom of this episode as well. You'll find a link to my Booksy site. I have other of my writings there. So check it out if you're interested in some short stories on a various variety of topics. And, of course, thank you for listening today. And uh, I will uh, 
do more content soon, so don't don't hesitate to follow my blog. Follow me here, to, you know, subscribe here, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I may not be pushing a lot of content every week, but I am pushing some content every week. So uh, you guys have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you guys next time. And that's another episode of Robert's Random Ruminations. You can definitely follow me and all of my posts on my blog at robertrandomruminations.wordpress.com. You can also follow me on my Facebook page, same thing, Robert's Random Ruminations. And, of course, wherever you follow and find your latest podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, of course, make sure if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or whatevers, make sure you email me at robertsrandomruminations at gmail.com. And thank you again so much for listening to another episode.